How everybody doing today? Welcome to the DS Walk Show. I'm your host, DS Walk. Or you can simply call me DS. Thank you for joining me today. We have some good topics I'm going to talk about in, in sports. We're going to talk about one of the worst teams in football, the Detroit Lions. My hometown team. Then we're going to preview, or we're going to try to get to preview the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. But first, I want to talk about the breaking news that came down yesterday, and that was Doc Rivers has been fired. Not Milwaukee Park ways. He was fired by the Los Angeles Clippers. And we all know why he was fired for. He had a, the Clippers had a 3-1 lead over the Denver Nuggets in their second round playoff. And they ended up losing four games to three to the Denver Nuggets. And this was the third time in Doc Rivers' history, the second time that he had the Clippers up in the 3-1 series and ended up losing in game seven. Now, I want everybody to understand. Steve Ballmer has a right, and he has a good case to fight Doc Rivers. But also on the flip side, he kind of got to put the onus on the players. And and for me, well, actually, let me rewind that back. I'm going to rewind that back. Here's the thing. Los Angeles Clippers came in this season by winning a championship. That was the goal. If you listen to Doc Rivers, that's the goal every year since he's been coaching. It's win a championship. The Los Angeles Clippers have fallen short of that. Before the season was interrupted by coronavirus, they were a legitimate title contender. I mean, if I remember correctly, they were four games behind the Los Angeles Lakers. They were in second place. The Los Angeles Clippers, as a team, as the players, they haven't jailed. All right, because you have Kawhi Leonard missing games, you have Paul George missing games, and then once he got to the bubble, the team didn't want to be there. And because they didn't want to be there, we can honestly see and say, like, well, maybe they didn't give their all. I'm not saying that Doc Rivers didn't get a lot out of his team because he did. He they gave them every they gave him everything they had, but maybe, but maybe in the back of their minds they just didn't want to be there the Clippers and the Lakers were the only two teams devoted not to go to the bubble and when they got to the bubble Lou Williams missed some time Montreal's Harrell missed some time Patrick Beverly missed some time you had a lot of key players part of that rotation missed 
significant time due to personal situations, injuries, or they have the coronavirus. And then, in Lou Williams' case, because he went to Atlanta Strip Club and got some chicken wings, he had to be quarantined for 10 days. Well, Montrez Harrell, who, who lost his grandmother, God bless her soul, rest in peace, he's missing time. Patrick Beverly had to deal with some personal issues back at home. Okay, and then you finally got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy. They're going to be on the same court. Okay. But they still didn't want to be at the bubble. Now, I'm not saying them not being at the bubble is the reason why they lost to the Nuggets. Bottom line, the Nuggets were hungry. They outplayed the Clippers. To me, when I look at it, the players relax. Because we all know if you've been there, done that, then you know you're going to put your foot on the neck of your opponent and you're going to try to take them out. They couldn't do that with the Denver Nuggets. At the worst possible time, Kawhi Leonard played his worst game in game seven. Lou Williams couldn't hit a shot. Paul George struggled through this whole bubble. Montrezl Hill got exposed for his defense and the way he played in this bubble. And Marcus Morris channeled his inner Detroit Piston bad boy days where he was just trying to take out guys and the list go on and on and on I can go all day of what went wrong with Doc Rivers and this team this year but at the end of the day all that falls back on Doc Rivers he's the head coach and he knew that this year was very important because you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George based on two year deal you got Montrez Harrell free agent you got Lou Williams on the cheap money contract right now for $8 million. You got Marcus Morris, who's going to be a free agent. So this was a big year. This is the year where Kawhi Leonard was going to establish himself as the best player in LA. Throughout the offseason, all you heard is going to be the Lakers versus the Clippers. The Clippers were the best team in LA. The Clippers, pound for pound, talent for talent, were the best team in LA, the best team in the NBA, the best team in the Western Conference. Why? Because they play defense. They know how to get into you. They know how to play. They're not to give you up. They have a lot of good individual defenders. But what we see in this bubble as a team, when they're playing against someone like Jamal Murray and Jokic, aka the Joker, when they're on, they can't stop. They, came, they couldn't get a stop. They couldn't stop them. Jokic was taking it to the Clippers' big man. They had no answer wrong. Jamal Murray was making Paul George, Patrick Beverly look like average defenders. And don't get me started on Paul George because he's one of the main reasons why the Clippers not only did advance, did not get to the Western Conference Finals. But he's also got to take responsibility the reason why Doc Rivers is now the ex-head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. 
See, if you look at it from Steve Ballmer's perspective, this was the year. We was going to compete. We are going to go to the finals and we were going to win it. I gave up future assets for this year and for next year. He gave up a lot in which he didn't even have to. If you look at it, Steve Ballmer mortgaged his future for Paul George. I hope he get a return investment. I hope he does. This was basically make or break year. This was the year and they failed. Doc Rivers had Kylo, Pam Cassell. You can basically say the Clippers had an all-star coaching staff and they still dropped the ball. Now, could Doc Rivers could have done something differently? Could he could have, I don't know, maybe change up his game plan? Of course he could have. Every coach can. I bet you Doc Rivers spent at the end of the game in the locker room probably trying to figure out, you know, if I would have done this different or done that different, maybe we would have won the game. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, this team never jailed. This team wasn't a team. And then you start hearing stuff about bickering, how Paul George won't hold himself accountable for the stuff he has done. I mean, you we even heard about the big between him and Montrezl and Paul George and most of his teammates, how they rose eyes at him, and how they don't listen to him. And if I'm the Clippers, that's a, that's very concerning because one of your best players, who's supposed to be a team leader, who's acting like a team leader, don't hold himself accountable. See, that's the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers because LeBron James, as good as he is, he can galvanize his team. And he hold himself accountable. His players will follow him. Hell, the league follow him. You heard Patrick Beverly said, hey, if LeBron James said we're hooping, we're hooping. I don't care what anybody says about LeBron James. I don't care how much they like him or hate him. LeBron James is a leader. And he's going to get his team ready to play. Maybe that's something that the Clippers were missing. Because Doc Rivers, as the head coach, he can prepare his team. He can get his team ready. But maybe that one piece ingredient that he was missing is having a locker room leader, a true locker room leader that the players will follow and listen to. That's not Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard leads by example on the court. He's not the guy who's gonna call people out in the locker room. He's not the guy who's gonna sit at the presser and answer all these questions. That's not him. Kawhi Leonard's a baller. He leads by example in the way he plays on the court. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Ben Wallace was like that. A lot of players, a lot of great players in the league history were like that. 
But for this Clippers team, they didn't need a guy to lead by example on the court. They needed a guy in the locker room who's going to galvanize the troops and get them to play. And it couldn't, it, can't, it couldn't come from the head coach. It had to be a player. Doc Rivers did all he can. Doc Rivers, the face of the Clippers. I mean, look, the man been through the Sterling South. He was the face. He had to answer those questions. He had to be the organization. After the Dallas Sterling, to sell the team. He had to be president of the team. He had to hold the ship down until Steve Ballmer was able to purchase and buy the Clippers and be the owner. He made Lawrence Franks president of basketball operations so he could focus on basketball related stuff. But yet Doc Rivers had a voice, had a voice into day-to-day operation. Believe that. Did Doc Rivers and this like in this Clippers team, I'm sorry. You know, I got Lakers on the mind, but that did Doc Rivers and this current LA Clippers team, did they underachieve? Yes, they did. Do I think Steve Ballmer I don't know. Did he should he have waited to next year or did he jump the gun? Yes or no? I'ma say if you gonna fire Doc Rivers, it's because yes, he underachieved with this roster. Yes, his history in the postseason predicts that you know what? This guy is only gonna take a team certain far. And his history uh being up three to one and losing the playoffs. Well, that's self-explanatory. We know that history. It happened in Orlando, where Orlando magically played Detroit Pistons in the first round. And it happened twice with the Clippers. So yeah, if you're an owner, look, you love I love Doc. He did all he could. But he underachieved with his team. So, yeah, he, Steve Ballmer going in another direction. But then you also look at it. Did he jump the gun? He probably did. Because usually I always feel well, you never make a decision when you're mad. And according to the articles I've been reading, according to ESPN, he met with Kawhi Leonard. He met with Paul George. They didn't want Doc to be fired. But they understand that expectations were not met and changes had to be made. Somebody has to pay for this. And Doc Rivers paid for it by getting fired. Now, you the Clippers, where you go from here? Who you bring in? Who do you trust that can get, get, get these guys playing? And two, there's a second one of this. 
what combination of talent of players that this team is going to need to be able to get to that next level where the Lakers are right now or where the Miami Heat is right now. And I got an answer for that. If you're the Clippers, you hire Ty Lue. Because all the coaches that sit on the sideline, no disrespect to Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, no disrespect to D'Antoni, Nate McMillan, Those are those guys are great coaches. They're great leaders on the sideline. Ty Lue won a championship with the best player in the world, in LeBron James. He was able to get that Cleveland Cavaliers team back on track and beat the Golden State Warriors, where they were down three games to one. He was able to challenge his best player to play even better, and LeBron James was balling. He challenged Kyrie, Kevin Love, that whole team to play better. He holds them accountable. I'm not saying Doc Rivers didn't do that, but I do know players do respond very well to certain coaches who won championships. Again, Doc won a championship with the Boston Celtics. He had Calvin Garnett. He had Paul Pierce. He had Ray Allen. Those three guys were locker room leaders. And what Doc said, said something, excuse me. And when Doc hold them accountable, those other players seen that. With Ty Lue, he's going to challenge Kawhi Leonard. He's going to challenge Paul George. They, the Clippers need a guy like Ty Lue. To me, Ty Lue is not Doc Rivers. Ty Lue is, a, is a today's coach. He's a player coach, just like Doc, but he's a today's coach. And he's going to run a system that he's going to run a system that's going to cater to what these players do best. Now defensively, if I'm Ty Lue, I'll, I'll bring in a good defensive coach, assistant coach, that's gonna take this team to another level. If I'm Ty Lue, I'm telling Steve Ballmer, I'm telling uh, Lawrence Frank, Bring me, bring Chris Paul back. Because Chris Paul is a locker room leader and he's a leader in that court. And he will take a lot of pressure off of Kawhi Leonard. If I'm, if I'm Ty Lue, bring me a big man that can, that serviceable, that who can play the, a stretch five that can shoot the three, and that can defend. Nothing against Zubat, but do you, I can honestly sit here and say, he is not going to put the fear into any center in, in, in the NBA. 
Zubac your starting center, you're not going to win. I'm sorry. If I'm Ty Lue, if I get this job, I'm telling Steve Ballmer, I'm telling Lawrence Frank, I want shooters. My best shooter is the guy coming off the bench. I want shooters in my lineup. The Clippers will have to figure out what's the best formula. They will have to figure out who they are, who they want to be. We know who the Lakers are. We know who the Milwaukee Bucks are. We know who the Golden State Warriors are. And by the way, Next season, next season, it might be even difficult for the Clippers to win the championship because Golden State coming back full force. And they got a high draft pick. And they're motivated to get another superstar. They're motivated to get back be on top. So next year, it's not a guarantee. So if I'm Steve Ballmer, I'm Lawrence Franks. I'm getting the best coach out here. I'm gonna find the right pieces. If that means if I have to go out here and get another superstar to go with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I'm doing that. Because the Golden State Warriors gonna come back bad as hell with Fury. And then if the Lakers win the championship, then you know next season, they're going to come back strong. The Dallas Mavericks going to be good, even better. The Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, the team that put you out, is going to be even better next season. So you were the Clippers. You basically have to go all in right now for this coming up season. Because you hear a lot, you hear the pundits say, well, you know, they didn't put all their marbles in, in the basket. They didn't put all their eggs in one basket. Yes, they did. They did it to win now. If they want to win now, they would have to go all out in free agency. And knowing that, you, they might have to make some uncomfortable trade. You might have to trade Patrick Beverly. You might have to trade Lou Williams. You might have to do a sound to trade with Montrez here. You might have to do that. This is going to be a very interesting offseason for the Clippers. They got rid all the right moves. Because the Western Conference, this coming season, it's going to be even harder to get out of. And if you Doc Rivers, where you go from here? There's a lot of coaching jobs up. Houston, Philly, Indiana, OKC, New Orleans. There's going to be a lot of jobs out here for him to pick. Now, you can take one of these jobs 
or you can sit home and chill, wait till next season. Now he did came out and said that he wants to coach. So in my mind, of all those teams, who would be a good fit? And to me, there's only two teams. And one team really needs them. Those two teams to me, New Orleans Pelicans, because they got a young core led by Zion Williamson. If they resign Brandon Ingram, and maybe get a sign a good free agent. You don't need another star player. But maybe you get like a good point guard, a vet, a veteran, couple of veteran players. Maybe you trade for Chris Paul. Maybe you bring him back. I can see him coaching the Pelicans because they got shooters. They got a superstar. And then you got a player in Brandon Ingram. If he resigns back with the Pelicans, a star player on the rise. And if you don't go to the Pelicans route, then my favorites, who I believe this should sound right here right now. It's the Philadelphia 76. Forget about the Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Forget about Mike D'Antoni. Forget. Get him out of your system. If I'm the Philadelphia 76. Or if I'm the Indiana Pacers. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to bring him in. Coach my team. For Indiana, they're plain and simple. They need a veteran coach. They need a guy on the sideline to take that team to the next level. The talent is there. The players are there. But Philadelphia's plain and simple. You get Doc Rivers, you might be in the NBA Finals. He would have Joe Embiid, big butt, down in the block. He will have a plan in place for Ben Simmons. He will probably encourage, motivate Ben Simmons to shoot some jump shots. He will, he will hold Elder Brandon Kama to go out there and get some shooters. That team has two superstars. And they need a guy like Doc Rivers to kick them in their butts and get them playing right. If I'm the Philadelphia 76, I am flying down to Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to move into Doc Rivers' home until he agrees to become the head coach of, this, of my team. I'm the Philadelphia 76 I'm not taking no for an answer. If I'm Indiana Pacers, if the Sixers don't want them, I'm doing the exact same thing. 
Doc Rivers can help tremendously with those two franchises. The only reason why I didn't say the Houston Rockets is because Doc Rivers will have to do a complete overhaul of that culture and that team. With Philly, the players are there. The ownership is hungry. They want to win. And they will listen to him. I don't see that happen down in Houston. I don't see that happen in OKC. I'm sorry y'all ain't getting enough time to touch on the preview of the NBA Finals or talk to the NFL talk, but we'll get that to tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the DS Walk Show. I am DS. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. But before I leave, a big shout out, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning winning their second Stanley Cup. And to the Dallas Stars, you guys had a tremendous season. Don't hang your heads low. You guys will be back next season. I'm proud of the Dallas Stars. Everyone here in Dallas are proud of them. All right, y'all. Now I'm officially done. I'm out. Peace.